This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. unto the King of Kings and appreciate Him. Just lift up your hands and worship Him. Appreciate Him. Honor Him. Give Him all the glory. Give Him all the praise. He alone is worthy to be lifted. He alone is worthy of our praise. He alone is worthy of our worship today. Oh Father, how awesome. How awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you because you are worthy. You are worthy to be lifted high. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of all the glory. You're worthy of all the honor. You're worthy, O Lord, of all adoration. Lord, you alone are worthy. Who can compare to you? You were not a God that was elected. You were not a God that was selected. You were not nominated. Neither was there a council that sat and said, you be God. But you are God by yourself. Father, we worship you. We honor you. We magnify you. Accept our worship this morning. Accept all our praise. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are before you. Speak to us. Speak to us. Lord, I am just standing here. I don't have anything to give other than what you will give. Father, just use me. I submit my all in all unto you. I surrender unto you. Father, speak. Speak. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please be seated. Amen. It's so great to be in the presence of the Lord, isn't it? It's awesome. I want to thank God for this beautiful opportunity to stand here. I want to give God all the praise. I want to thank my father in absentia uh, for asking me to stand in for him. And I want to appreciate everyone here uh, in the church. I want to thank you for all your prayers. I, while I was away, I from time to time get some very nice prayer points, prayers in the morning, encouragement. Sometimes when I am at that very low, and then a message will come in from somebody here <clears throat> to encourage me. I want to say deeply that I very much cherish those messages and I very much appreciate each and every one. And I want to thank you all for that. The Lord will continue to promote all of us in the name of Jesus. And uh, this month, the Lord has said to us that it is our month of divine promotion. And I'm going to be speaking in, 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 in line with divine promotion. I, I, I I was here last Sunday, we were talking about divine promotion. On Wednesday, we spoke about divine promotion. So, uh, and the passage was taken, the same passage from Psalm 41, verse 10. I'm not going to speak about divine promotion, though, but I, I'm going to speak about one of the ingredients of divine promotion. Hallelujah. 
But we will we'll just look at this divine promotion briefly before we move into what I believe the Lord has led me to prepare. If Psalm 41 verse 10, it says, But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repair them. Promotion. Promotion. Promotion, naturally, is the act of promoting someone to a higher job. Hallelujah. Act of promoting someone or support or encouragement of the progress, growth, or acceptance of something. Forderance. Promoting materials or events. You can come. So when you're talking about promotion, it can be promoting materials. It can be promoting events. It can be promoting an individual's skills. Mm-hmm. So that's also part of promotion. Uh, I, I just looked at, these are just all uh, dictionary definitions that I looked at. So promotion, divine promotion, as I see it, is not the act of man. And we all agree to that. Because we said it's divine promotion. We didn't say job promotion. We didn't say your promotion in your, in, your, in, 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 you know, in your marriage and the rest of it or your status. So divine promotion then is not the act of man. It's beyond what your fellow man or fellow human can do to you. Divine promotion. So I'm going to look at one of, like I said, the ingredients of promotion. A divine promotion, which is favor. Favor, God's favor. Divine favor. Divine favor as an ingredient for divine promotion. And I will take my text from Psalms 119. 119, verse 57 to 58. Psalms 119. Verse 57 to 58. And it says, You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I will keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. Be merciful to me according to your word. So while trying to, while we look at favor today, uh, the divine favor, We'll look at a number of people that I believe we have looked at. So I may not go into the scriptures for us to read about them, you know, to understand all of those things. Because if we do that, we may end up, we, we will spend the whole day here, right? You just imagine we're going to look at the life of David, you know, today in 15 minutes, reading from the scriptures. So I'll just make reference to them. I'll make reference to, you know, some of the, the great people in the Bible that, that uh, God promoted by divine favor. Hallelujah. So we will we look at some of those people. So when you're talking of divine promotion, you're also talking about what the other ingredient that makes up uh, uh, you know, the divine promotion, which is power. So and I'm looking at favor. You know, when you talk of divine promotion, a lot of times it comes with, you talk of divine power or you talk of divine favor. They all go. You know, they are part of the ingredients. There are many other ingredients that make up divine promotion. But I'm going to look at just this one, divine favor, divine favor. Favor is one great demand in fulfilling destiny. One great demand in fulfilling destiny. To fulfill your destiny, you just find out that you need favor. Two things made up the life of Joseph. Two things made up Joseph. Wisdom and favor. Hallelujah. Wisdom and favor. Acts of the Apostles of 7 verse 10 makes us to understand that, that God, the Bible says, he delivered him out of his affliction. And God gave him what? Wisdom and favor in the presence of Pharaoh. In the presence of Pharaoh. So wisdom and favor. 
were two things that were, you know, made up the life of Joseph, one of the, 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 the key characters that we will be looking at. And God made him king, made him governor over, you know, uh, Egypt. Favor is a demand for a fulfilled life. Favor is a demand for a fulfilled life. You want to live a fulfilled life, you still require favor from God. I'm not talking of man's favor, God's favor. You still require favor. You want to live, you want to attain destiny, you want to, on your way to destiny, you still need God's favor to take you there. You still need God's favor to take you there. Behind the making of great people in the kingdom of God, it's favor, favor, favor of God, favor of God. Nehemiah was a cupbearer, and, and the favor of God came upon him. He was catapulted from a cupbearer in the palace to a governor in Judah. You know, from a cupbearer, that's what favor does. It, it helps, you know, it, it, it's that ingredient that you need for that promotion. Nehemiah. Understand also that most people in the Bible that are people of favor are people of prayer. Most people in the Bible that enjoyed favor are people of prayer. If you look at the life of uh, Joseph, Joseph carried the presence of God, which is a product of prayer. Esther was a prayer woman. She prayed. Esther prayed. The Bible said she prayed for three days and three nights without water or food. So that the children of Israel will be delivered. She was praying for her own people to be delivered. You know, Esther was a woman of prayer. Da- Daniel was a praying machine. He was, he, I mean, he was a total embodiment of prayer. You know, Daniel just, he, he, the thing that could make him disobey any law that you said is when you say anything that is contrary to prayer. So, such great people. And we can go on and on like that. We can go on. We can go on. And because of that, Daniel himself was an embodiment of favor. Prayerful people are favor-filled people. Prayerful people are favor-filled people. One of the biggest disasters in life is, to, is trying to fulfill purpose without the favor of God. Trying to fulfill purpose without the favor of God. And I tried to look at the life of these people, like I said. And I discovered that each of them take it favor played a particular role. And I pray this morning that even as we walk into our divine promotion, we will seek the favor of God to make it easier for us in the name of Jesus. The purpose of God for your life requires favor of God for accomplishment. The plan of God for your life requires the favor of God for fulfillment. So I want us to look at the effects, some of the effects of lack of favor effects of the lack of favor or consequences of lack of favor. Number one, number one if, uh, consequence that I see, I saw there, it's unrewarded labor. Unrewarded labor. Walking, 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 and walking, no reward. You are working quite well. Not that you are jobless. You are working, you have a job, but no reward. No reward for it. No reward. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. Number two, wrong identity, wrong label. When a person likes favor, he exists with a wrong identity. People see you. You are not a bad person, but they look at you in a bad light. They see you, and they, you know, just like that, just like that. Not that you have done anything wrong to deserve that. Just like that, they look at you, and they just look at you in a bad light. 
wrong identity. They see you. In fact, in some instances, something that someone has done, they will look at it and say, the way he is looking, he, he, it's him. When, when, when I was in secondary school, we used to have these two people who had the same surname. You know, and all the first names start with S. And, and of course, they, in school, they called us with our surnames. And so you will see them, S. James, S. James. And one was very naughty. And every time he will commit a crime, they will go and look for the other one. And that one, you see him, you just see very quiet guy that will not hurt even a fly. But every time that one commits a crime, they will go and catch that one. And they would have punished him halfway before they realized that he is not the one. Wrong identity. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Yes. They look at you in that very bad light. <laughs> A wrong spell of identity on you. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. Number three. Functioning below your status. Functioning below your status. You're supposed to be operating in a particular office. You're supposed to be a senior manager. Oh, no, you're supposed to be a director. But all they see that is good for you is just that graduate level. You are there 10 years, 15 years. You are still just functioning below your status. Consequences of lack of favor. And a lot, of, a lot of times we find ourselves there and then we're wondering, what is the problem? Why am I still here? Every time they come, they say, he is good at the job. But where others will come, they will employ others after you. They will come and be managers, go and even be directors. Then you are still sitting there. You're wondering, what is it? And that's how they rate you. Everywhere you go, they rate you like that. And you're talking, you're sitting there, he's been there, he's been in that cadaver. This month, because God has said it, if you are in that category, your lifting has come in the name of Jesus. Number four, the mystery of closed doors. Closed doors. Doors closing everywhere. You become a victim of closed doors. Everywhere you go, the door closes on you. Others will go and the door will open effortlessly for them. Then when your turn comes, the door just closes. The door just closes. Ah. And then you're wondering, and that's the point that we get to and we're like, it's my own different. It's my own different. Any door that has been closed to you, any door that has been shut against you, by the reason of divine promotion, it shall be opened in the name of Jesus. Number five, you're always located at the wrong place and at the wrong time. It's either they are telling you, you came too early, just wait till tomorrow. Or they're saying, you came in late, we just finished the interview. Or we just closed accepting applications. Your own is, you're always coming. By the time you get the news and you're getting there, they said they have closed. You are here and they're saying, oh, you just left Inveruri. And then you are getting here and they're saying, ah, but the employment is taking place already in Inveruri. The thing is happening in Inveruri. Always located at the wrong place and at the wrong time. 
I pray today, everybody with such a spell of disfavor, today is the end of it in the name of Jesus. I say today is the end of it in the mighty name of Jesus. So five key things that I want us to look at concerning favor. Five key things. Five key things that I want us to look at concerning favor. Number one, the seat of rejection can never survive in the climate of favor. Where there is favor, no matter what, no matter the condition, no matter the climate, no matter the environment, it cannot survive. Yet people will try, they will try to stop you. But once God's divine favor comes upon you, it will rubbish it. Any kind of rejection, I tell you. Once, the seed of rejection can never, it can never survive. It, can, it doesn't matter the kind of rejection that is on in your life. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. But once, once favor comes upon you, what kind of rejection was it that Joseph did not face? To the point that he was thrown into the pit, you know, to be left. And then it's, okay, let's just sell this guy to be a slave. But because God's favor was upon him, God's wisdom was with him. God's presence was with him. That favor. The day, the day, the manifestation of it came. What happened? From prison to palace. And from that palace, his, pro- his promotion, his appointment was announced instantly. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. The city of rejection can never survive in that climate. Divine favor is God's prescription for human rejection. Where you are rejected, wherever, anywhere, check it. Where you are rejected, when God's favor comes upon you, that rejection will turn to acceptance. They will call you back. They will tell you, come. Number two. Number two thing concerning uh, favor. Favor is the fast track lane to the future. Favor is the fast track lane to the future. It is the fast track lane to promotion that we're talking about. Hallelujah. It is the fact, you know, favor is the secret of the future. If you carry favor from God, your future is guaranteed. In other words, there is no devil that can stop you on your way to destiny if favor is upon you. If God's favor is upon you. David was abandoned. He was left there in the wilderness. And they came after going through seven people. They said, we're not sitting down. Somebody is missing. Go get him. Favor. Favor will make them bring you from wilderness to that place. It is the fast track lane to your future. No devil. No devil. No devil can stop you on that road. The moment God has said it. You see, one thing is this. When God speaks a thing, it means he has already set that thing in motion. Before God said to us that is a month of divine promotion, it means he has already opened doors, several doors for every one of us here. It is for us to understand it and to key into it and see it. So it doesn't matter, no matter what, because God has said it, it's already a fast track lane. It's for us. It's for each and every one of us. And I believe strongly that we will not miss out of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, it is possible to have fortune without favor, but you can't have 
favor without fortune. Hallelujah. It is possible to have fortune without favor, but you can't have favor without fortune. Somebody can sweat, can struggle and make wealth and become wealthy and yet still lack favor. Somebody can have favor and that favor will take you to where somebody who, who thinks he has that money will never get to. That's what favor can do. Money. Favor is more than money. Joseph was in the prison. He didn't have anything. Suddenly, from the prison, he came to the palace and, be, and was made in charge of the resources, the wealth of an entire nation. It's only favor. Favor. So let's pray for favor. Let's pray for favor. Let's pray for favor. If you look at them, David, Daniel, Nehemiah, and then them, Esther, all of them, it was favor. Favor will give you what money can never give you. Favor will give you. I see favor coming upon somebody today. If you are that one, shout amen. I say, if you are that one, shout a mighty amen. Favor. Favor gives you an extra portion above your contemporaries. Favor gives you an extra portion above your contemporaries. After everything has been shared regularly, the normal way, they give you, you take, you take, you take. Favor can just single you out and say, come. And they will add to you. Again, when you look at the story of Joseph, he had a co- his favor just made him have a coat of many colors. And then when the time of blessing came, every other person had one tribe. Joseph had two. Ephraim and Manasseh. Extra portion. That's what favor does. He had two. Two. Favor will make you have extra portion. Favor gives a person that extra above others. Anybody ready for such favor? Is there anybody here ready for such favor? Why not lift up your hand and say, I receive it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. So, what then is favor? What then is favor? What is favor? Right. Number one thing I have here as favor is a favor, divine favor is a supernatural lift that shifts a person from the floor to the top in life. Supernatural lift that shifts you from there, up there. It shifted Joseph from the prison to the palace. It shifted David from the wilderness to the throne. It shifted Esther from a slave girl to a queen. That is favor. That is favor. Number two, it is a supernatural force that brings unexpected access and resources unexpectedly. That supernatural force that that brings unexpected access and resources. I just said it about Joseph. The man from prison, wearing prison clothes, from prison with nothing, Suddenly in charge of the entire resource of a nation, controlling, he was in charge, became the number two. 
As a matter of fact, number one, because the man said, look, I'm stepping aside. Apart from the fact that I am seated on this throne, you be in charge. Someone from, from prison. When you go to prison, if you've been there before, if you've been to visit, or you've gone there for anything, when you go to prison, you know how their clothes are. You don't have anything on you. And God help you, you are in one of those kind of places where even the little that they, they remove from your pocket, they take from you and your wallet, they will be pinching it, taking from it. If you want to make phone call or you want to do anything, you say, we saw you still have money now, you have to, you want something. So by the, before you know it, after one week, you are, you're bound to be cobbleless, you're bound to be penniless, you're bound to have nothing on you. And this man was coming from such a situation. In fact, in his own case, he was even in a dungeon. You know, the bad place in the prison. And he came out and he was made in charge of the world, the resource. He was, he was the one that was deciding what to do, where to go, where to take it to, and what to do with it. I see somebody here today. Before the end of this week, you will enter a place you never expected and connect with resources you never expected. In the name of Jesus. Divine favor is a supernatural force or vehicle that facilitates a person's exit from captivity onto destiny. Divine favor, supernatural force that facilitates a person's exit from captivity onto destiny. Favor moved the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. Exodus chapter 3 verse 21 tells us that. Favor. Favor moved them out of where they are into the promised land. It was favor. I don't know where you are. I don't know where the devil has caged you. I don't know what kind of captivity you are. But I'm here to announce to you that by divine favor, all those prison gates are broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever, whatever kind of Egypt the enemy has caged you, whatever kind of Egypt the enemy has kept you, I'm here to announce to you that because God says it's your month of divine promotion, you're coming out of that prison in the name of Jesus. Number four, divine favor is the supernatural seal of distinction. When the favor of God is upon a person, that person stands out. Anywhere you are, you stand out. In your office, you stand out. Even among your, your, your peers, your, your siblings, you stand out. You just stand out. There's something just about you that makes you different, that makes you stand out. There's just something. Wherever you go, you just stand out. In your office, when they are talking about your colleagues, they say... They come, they, anytime they come to pick someone to do the one that will bring something, you just stand out. They come, they just say, no, it's, it has to be you. You are there even in church, they come, it has to be you. You just stand out. It just puts that seal of decision on you. In fact, you stand out. Even among tall, even when you are not tall among tall people, you stand out. You just, you know, just there, you just stand out. You know, if, even if you are, you are taller than me, you... Hallelujah. You just stand out. There's something. Something just makes you different. Something. And that's favor. Favor. You stand out. Number five. 
divine favor is a supernatural doorway to excellence. We just spoke about distinction, seal of distinction. We're talking about excellence now. We said distinction, you stand out, isn't it? But excellence is that you're good. You're just good at, at what you do. Your best. So because of that, when they come, they will say, ah, oh, but in the exams he was taught. But they say, yeah, even though he came third, he is just, he's still good. He's still better than those people. He's still better than the first two. They'll pick you. Excellence. Because you're good in what you, whatever you're doing. Same, that was the kind of thing that was on Daniel. That was the kind of, that was what kings saw in Daniel. And that was why Daniel stayed in the palace. King after kings. This king came left. This one came left. The man was still there in the palace. Excellence. It's a doorway. That favor made Daniel rise to the top. That favor will make you rise to the top. In the name of Jesus. Divine favor moves you from the bottom to the top. Divine favor. Divine favor can take you from the last to the preferred, to the top. We saw that in King David. When the, when, when the prophet was asked to go and anoint a king, when God said, look, we need, I need someone to replace this soul, they went, they brought the first person. He said, this is not the person. Someone that was not even at home. He was not even in the calculation. Because by physical appearance and by status, he was not it. But divine favor made them, the prophet said, every one of us, none of us will sit, we will stand. They were already standing for him. They were already standing for him. And they brought him from the wilderness and anointed him king. The last, number eight, Number eight, they bypassed all the seven orders and brought this man from wilderness. Divine favor. It moves you from the bottom. Moves you from the bottom. I don't know where you are in, the, in life. I don't know what, how, you, how bottom, if there's any, how bottom you think you are in life. I speak to you. I speak into your life. I see by the reason of the word of God. By the reason of divine favor, you are lifted out of that bottom place that you think you are to the preferred one in the name of Jesus. Whatever man, wherever man has placed you, wherever you think you are, that bottom place, that least place that you are. Today I speak unto your life. I said, because God has said it, there is a turnaround in your life today. In the mighty name of Jesus, divine favor will move you out of that bottom place. And you will be promoted to the preferred one. Right onto the throne. Right onto that place that God has prepared for you. In the name of Jesus. So we look at the keys to favor. Keys. What do you need to do to secure favor? What do I need to do? What do we need to do to secure favor? So that this promotion will walk into it. Hallelujah. What do I need to do? Number one. The presence of God. The presence of God is the secret of favor. All of these people that we looked at, that I mentioned, David, Daniel, Joseph, Esther, Nehemiah, one thing that was not lacking in them was the presence of God. 
Genesis 33 verse, uh, 39 verse 3, the, Lord, the Bible said the Lord was with Joseph and he found what? Grace. And he found grace. And God made him to prosper. The person who has audience with God will have influence on earth. Anyone that has audience with God. So we need the presence of God. If you have audience with God, you will have influence on earth. And if God can listen to you, if God can listen to you, then who, which man on earth would not want to listen to you? If God is not too big to listen to you, I tell you, and there's no man. You know, a lot of times I discover that we as believers, a lot of times is that we, we really limit ourselves or underrate ourselves. We have made the world. And because of that, the world take adva- takes advantage of that. They look at you when you want to move. They say, they just use that, that phrase and say, but you are a Christian. Because I'm a Christian, does it say that because I am a Christian, I should not take what belongs to me? Or I should not rise up there. Is that not what they do to us? Meanwhile, you carry the presence of God. Meanwhile, you have influence. Meanwhile, you have what they don't have. The presence of God. That was the kind of influence that Elijah had. When he said, before God whom I stand... And he declared, he said, before God whom I stand, there will be no dew, no rain. Did it happen or not? It happened. The presence of God. Anything you do that increases the presence of God in your life increases your favor. Anything you do, praise, worship, prayer, anything you do that increases the presence of God in your life increases your favor. Number two, number two key thing about favor, the seat of favor, seat of favor. Psalms 18, verse 25, God will show mercy to the man who shows mercy, isn't it? So God will show favor to the man who shows favor. If you sow the seat of favor, you will reap favor. It's, it's, if, if you sow favor, you will reap favor, isn't it? If you sow if you sow corn, it's not corn you reap. Eh? If you sow, if you come here and plant yam, you reap yam. You cannot sow. You can't go and plant orange and you want you expect to reap uh, purple there or mango. So if you sow favor, you reap the seed of favor. If you sow the seed of favor, you will reap favor. Your favor becomes God's concern if people's welfare is your concern. Your own welfare also becomes. God's, you know, concern. In Psalms 30 verse 8, David came back from war. First uh, Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. Uh, the story of, uh, you know, when David went to war with his people and then they came back. And then all the people, you know, they came back and their wives and children were already taken away with all their good things and so, and so on. And the Bible says David inquired of the Lord and said... Shall I go after these people? Shall I pursue? Shall I? And God said, go, pursue. You will recover. Hallelujah. But you see what happens that David on his way, he met this man who was weak, who was, you know, 
they had abandoned him there. And what did David do? David had to revive that man. And that man that David revived was the man, was the key to his recovery. It was, that was what David saw. He sowed into the life of that man. He sowed favor into the life of, gave the man food, revived the man. Imagine if David had not revived him, looked at him and said, look at this useless one. Kick him and shoot him up. But that was it. He sowed into, he sowed into, seat, seat of favor. Seat of favor. He was the secret of David's recovery. Number three, favoring God's house. Favoring God's house. In Psalms 102, from 13 to 14, it says, Anybody who favors Zion must be favored by God. If you favor Zion, you favor the house of God, God will favor you. When God's house becomes your priority, then your need will soon become a history. When God's house becomes your priority, when the thing of God becomes your priority, then even your own issue will become a history. It will soon become history. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 11, Hannah said, if you give me a child, I will give it back to you, Lord. You know what happened? When God gave her the child, she brought back the child into the house of the Lord. She gave the child back to God. And at that time, at that time, God had need for a child who was going to take over. He had an opening for that child. And the child became a prophet. Now, God gave Hannah more than just that one. More than just that one. Favoring God's house. Number four, good understanding. Good understanding. Ordinary people look for favor, but favor look for the skillful. Favor is easy for those who know their work. When you do it, you don't, you don't have to be perfect, but when you do your work diligently, when you do what you're supposed to do the way you should do it, when you do your work, not playing, not taking it for granted. You know, some of us, we, 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 we find ourselves doing some things and we just feel, okay, because this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Then we play with it. Not knowing that your promotion that we're talking about could come from that place. I remember in this Aberdeen some years back, some years back, one of us here, he was working in, in, in first boss. And then out of the two of them, they came and said, one of you, all we want for you to be doing is you'll be delivering papers to all the directors and the senior man, uh, management staff. And then he said, no, I won't be the one to be doing that. Our own member here, he said, I won't be the one. So the other guy said, is it not just to go around their offices and drop papers? He said, because most of the time when you go to drop it, they'll tell you, go make a cup of tea for me. Go make a cup of coffee for me. So he didn't want to do that. That guy who decided I will do it, after all, is just dropping newspapers. Two weeks down the line, the MD of the company called him and said, what's your qualification? What, how far are you? How, how well are you read? What do you have? What do you have? He said, this is it. This is it. And both of them had the same qualification. That guy was lifted from that delivering paper and doing what? Into a better and a permanent role there. Doing what he was doing well. Doing what he was doing well. Good understanding. Doesn't matter what you are doing. Do it with understanding. Do it 
not as unto man, the Bible says, but as unto God. Good understanding. Having a good understanding of what God is saying. Good understanding. Having a good understanding of what God is saying. Hmm? Do we have a good understanding of it? Okay, for instance, word has come that this is our month of divine promotion. Do you have an understanding of it? The word has come. Hosea 12, 13 says, uh, by, uh, and by a prophet, eh? by a prophet, Israel was on, Israel came out of what? Egypt. Now, by a prophet, it was by a prophet that Israel was delivered. Eh? Now, by a prophet, God has sent a word to do what? To deliver you and I. Do we have an understanding of it? This morning, we were discussing with uh, somebody, you know, before the service, much earlier. And I said to him, he was sharing some things that just happened. And I said to him, you see, when God releases these words, a lot of times I sit down and I ask, God, I know you have sent these words. Because you have sent it, you have already prepared that thing. That, place, that thing is already in place. Divine promotion is already in place before God gives it to his uh, prophet to release to us. When I take it, I ask God, what is in need for me? So that I don't miss it. I want to get a proper understanding of what is in this divine promotion. Where, which area of my life do I need this divine promotion? So that I will not just be, be praying, Lord, give me divine promotion, give me divine promotion. It's just divine promotion, isn't it? There has to be, I, I'm sure there must be a place, there must be that area in your life. There must be that area in my life that I want divine promotion. Do we have an understanding of it? Do we have an understanding of it? It's important. Number five, character. Character. Psalms number five, verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. Character. A person of good character. We have to be people of good character. This morning, during the workers' meeting, the prayer that was led by our brother Sylvester and, 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 and the admonition by mommy, you see, that was the angle from which I was looking at it. I had also prepared for the, the you know, workers' meeting, and that was what I was looking at. And I was asking myself, because I, look, I was looking at Judas Iscariot, and I looked at, I was looking at Judas Iscariot, and I'm looking at Matthew chapter 17, verse 1, where Jesus Christ called the three, three apostles to go up with him. And I was asking myself, I said, come to think of it. The 12 people, those 12, they were not the only ones around Israel that time. Jesus picked the 12 of them. Out of the 12, he picked three. And I was asking myself, I said, it's very possible that Judas Iscariot would have been amongst those three. Because he was the first to be appointed amongst the disciples. He was the one that was made the treasurer. Andrew appointed him. That you be our treasurer. So he was the first to get an appointed office amongst the disciples. But character. He lost focus. His, his focus was not on the vision that the master had for them. He's, he had his own vision. So he was pursuing his own vision. So that affected his character. He could not stand in the place of his duty. He was found wanting. Character. What character do you exhibit? 
when you are out there, who do people say you are? Character. In the book of elders, the book of elders, they said a child who knows how to run an errand, eh? that he eats with elders, even with an unwashed hand. What character? When you are out there in your office, when you are out there in your neighborhood, how do they see you? Do you really exhibit a car? Do you, do, do you come across to even your superiors in the office as someone who says has God as his father? Character was behind the making of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Powers changed hands, yet the change couldn't change his favor because of his character. Powers, all the powers, they change hands, yet it couldn't change his favor. Because of character. Because if character is consistent, circumstance will not change favor. If your character is consistent and only, only improving, there's no circumstance that will change your favor. People always look at you and say, we know he will deliver. We know he, is, he, he will represent us well. We know he will do. That's when you see, they say, when they talk about you, they say, no, 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 no. I, I know this person you are talking about. I know this person you are talking about. And a lot of us, do we come across as that? In our places, can, 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 can you go somewhere? You know, some of, some of us, we have two faces. Eh? Like the coin. <laughs> I see God calling us to go out there to exhibit a better character than we have been known. I see God calling us today and saying, move out there and display such a level of character that will make it impossible for anyone, that will make it impossible for anyone to change, to change the favor, change what is there, or any change in the system to affect you. I pray. I pray that God will give us the grace to do that in the name of Jesus. And lastly there, personal appearance. Hallelujah. So when I was looking at this myself, I was asking myself, personal appearance. Personal appearance. How do I appear? A lot of us, we dress just for the level that we are. Hallelujah. We prepare just for the level that we are. And we are asking, we are saying we want promotion. Hallelujah. And then all you are saying, I want promotion. But you are not behaving the level that you want God to take you to. Dress. Dress not for where you are, but for where you are going. Present yourself not for where you are, but for where you are going. I checked, I asked myself, I said, look, wow, when Joseph came out of the prison, when they said Pharaoh wanted to see him, the man went, shaved, took off that, that prison garment, changed, went before Pharaoh. Prison garments are not palace garments. When you are wearing prison garments, there is no way you will go onto the throne and be in the palace with, 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 you know, with your prison garments. You have to change the prison garments. You have to change the prison garments. 
level that you are asking God to take you to, you have to behave for that level. There, there used to be one of these uh, TV guys in, in Nigeria. He says, to be like a millionaire, you do what? Think like a millionaire. Hallelujah. You are asking God for, you say, you want to be a millionaire. But your behavior yourself does not look like that, that of a person who has 10 pounds in his pocket. appearance. A lot of us are so careless about our appearance. And that is why we're being treated carelessly and we get angry. And sincerely, it's, it happens. If, if I'm speaking to you because I've also been a victim. <laughs> Last year, we went to see someone in Nigeria. I was just wearing my shirt and trousers, well tucked in. And to be honest, it's not, it, was not, it wasn't a Primark shirt. I mean, the shirt I was wearing... I, 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 in fact, I, I can bet it's more expensive than what the guy who bounced me back, you know, was wearing. But he, he came, he picked my wife and my daughter and they went in. He said, no, I wasn't going in. Because I was wearing, he was expecting me to wear one big flowing gown, Barbariga or something, you know. Until they went there and the guy said, where is her husband? And the man said, where's your husband? He said, he's the one you asked to wait in the reception. Do you understand me? That day I went out. When I went back to Jaws, I had to go ask them to sew some. <laughs> they, they are cheaper because, I mean, with 5,000, 10,000 naira, you already have one on you. Why? Because the guy just looked at, he just felt, you can't be wearing a simple shirt. And it was boiling hot in Abuja that day. You can't be wearing shirt and trousers to come and see this person that you're not sure you're in the right place. So we're treated carelessly because of that. A palace quality of person can never be trapped in the wilderness. Prison garment makes it impossible for you to, to be a palace material. Brethren, Let's appear the way we, we, people will respect us. Let's appear the way people will respect us. Our appearance matters a lot. In First Samuel chapter 16, verse 18, see, when they were looking for someone to play uh, for King Saul, the qualities that the person said, and they said one, uh, then one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, is a mighty man of value, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. Now, and I was looking at the whole thing. You know, Bible scholars will tell you that it's not just the, 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 when they were talking about his, David being handsome here. They were not just talking about this, this physical, they were talking about even his appearance. His appearance. And that was what Joseph did when he was going before Pharaoh. His appearance. It was important. It was that important for him that he went out. You know, he had to shave. Clean shave. Change his dress to look. And then as soon as he got there, he was ready to take over his position. Our appearance is very important. Please, let's not play with it. Hallelujah. It was one of the qualities that was found even in Daniel. Appearance. 
all of these young people, their appearance, all of the people that we spoke about in the Bible, you never hear of any one of them appearing haggard or tattered or the rest of it. So we need to present ourselves. We need to take ourselves to that place that we want to be. And I pray God will give us the grace to do that. You know, a lot of times when we talk about appearance, people think you have to spend fortunes in pimping up, isn't it? Dressing up, you know. Uh, sometimes you, you just see the person with just one shirt and one trouser. But man, when the guy comes out, when the person comes out, you know, yeah, this, I mean, it, the person is presentable. I pray God will give us that grace in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that in this month of divine promotion, for every area that you are looking for promotion, for every area you are believing God for, that God will release favor upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not taking us through this just for the, for the purpose of taking us through it, but for us to understand and begin to key into it and go back and say, God, this is what I need. I need favor that will catapult me to this place. I need favor that will take me from this place onto the higher place. I need your favor. I need favor upon it. I need this ingredient called favor. I need your divine favor. Lord, this promotion, this job, this child, this everything you are looking, looking you are believing God for, to begin to say, God, I need your favor. Maybe I've done it with my own strength. I've tried. I've tried my own best, but yet my best is not enough. Lord, I need favor. And the Lord will release favor unto us in the name of Jesus. The Lord will release favor unto every area we're believing him for promotion in the name of Jesus. We're going to rise and we shall pray. We're going to rise and we shall pray. Hallelujah. I don't know what you have gained from this. I don't know what the Lord is speaking to you, what the Lord is saying to you concerning the words that we have heard. But I want us to pray. I have just three or so prayer points here that I want us to pray just quickly. And the number one prayer says, Lord, make the word real in my life so that I can move and talk in the realm of favor in the mighty name of Jesus. Did we get the prayer point? Or are we still trying to adjust our standing positions? Lord, make me, let, make the word real in my life so that I can move and talk in the realm of favor. I want to lift, lift up your voices and begin to pray right now. Just speak unto the Lord and say, Lord, make the word, make your word real in my life. Make your word, make these words I've had real, real in my life that I can move and talk in the realm of favor. Lord, I want to move and talk in the realm of favor. Move, move, oh Lord. Move, make these words, oh God, make this word real in my life. Father, make these words real in my life. Make them real in my life so that I can move and talk in the realm of favor. Lord, that wherever I go, favor will speak for me. Wherever I find myself, favor will speak for me. Lord, give me an, an understanding of these words. Make the words real. Make it live in me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We're going to take the second prayer point. It says, Lord, give me the grace to make adjustments necessarily in my life. All the places I need to make adjustments for my promotion, Lord, give me the grace to make those adjustments in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. Father, oh Lord, I pray. Give me grace. 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 Grace, oh God, to make adjustments necessary. Everywhere. Every area of my life. Lord, the grace to make adjustments. Father, oh Lord, to get to that place that you want me to. Father, give me that grace. Lord, anywhere I need adjustment. Father, give me grace for it. Give me grace. Give me grace, oh God, I pray. Give me grace. Lord, give me grace. Give me grace to make adjustments. Give me grace. Father, is it in my character? Is it in my behavior? Is it in my attitude? Is it in my dress, in my appearance? Father, give me grace. Lord, is it in even my believing your word? Father, give me grace. Lord, give me grace. Give me grace, oh God. Give me grace. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Pray Psalm 41, verse 10. Psalm 41, verse 10, please. Psalm 41. Psalms number 41, verse 10. It says, But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. I want us to pray. Lift up your right hands and just say, Father, these are my hands unto you. This is my hand. Father, lift me up. Raise me up, O God. Raise me up. Lord, raise me up. You, 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 you know where you want to be. You know what, where you want, you need promotion. You're lifting your hands unto God. Just say to God, Father, raise me up. Raise me up unto that area that I'm needing promotion. Raise me up. Lord, this is my hand. Lord, it's not anyone. It's me standing in the need of prayer. Standing in the need of lifting. Raise me up, O God. Raise me up. Raise me up, raise me up, O oh Lord. Raise me up, O oh Lord. Raise me up, O oh Lord. Lord, I don't want to remain in this place. After this month, Lord God Almighty, let me experience lifting. After this month, before the end of this month, Father, raise me up. Raise me up, raise me up. Raise me up, O oh God, raise me up. Lord, raise me up. You have released your words. You have released your promises. You have released them to us. Father, I cannot be an exception. Lord, raise me up. Lift me up, O oh God. Lift me up. Lift me up. Raise me up, oh God. Raise me up, oh God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you because your words are here and amen. Lord, thank you because if you have spoken them, Lord, you will bring them to pass. Father, oh Lord, before the end of this year, before the end of this week, Lord, we will begin to roll in with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Testimonies of unprecedented lifting. In the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, my Father, I pray. Anyone, O Lord, who is still down or who is still in doubt. Father Almighty, grace, grace, O God, to believe your word. Grace, O God, to look up to you. Grace, O God, to look up to heavens. Father, release upon that one in the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you that I am that I am. Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.